With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. As always, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. And uh, every single Friday at this time, our buddy, uh, the great Adam Chernoff, joins the program with the Simple Handicap Podcast. Uh, free write-ups during the football season with the Right Angle Sports app as well. He's on X at Adam Chernoff. Good morning, pal. How you been? Good morning. We're running out of games, guys. Only yep. seven to go, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's down to the wire. So typically, it's uh, tough to have an opinion on the games when it right would get down to only four for a weekend, but you have like an yes. opinion on all of them this weekend, which is good. And let's start with the early game that we have tomorrow, um, and as I said before the break, the two games that we have on Saturday, both home teams laying nine and a half points in the early game. Too many here for Baltimore or not enough? Not enough. Uh, I was actually surprised it ended up opening south of 10. And I think it kind of reflects what the similarities are between both of these Saturday games. We have the one seeds off extra rest playing teams that have young quarterbacks off of perfect weekends last week. And so it's been an interesting kind of thing to watch online is I feel like personally there's been more sentiment made for the dogs and against teams getting the buy, which is typically the biggest home field advantage you see of the entire season. So uh, in this game, I like Baltimore laying anything less than 10. And I believe it's going to come from the defensive side as the big advantage for them. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator, has seen C.J. Stroud twice, way back in the debut in the regular season, but also back in in college when he held Ohio State when he was working with Michigan to their lowest offensive output of that entire season just two years ago. And now this is going to be round three. And I know, Paulie, I heard you talking about it. Say, hey, week one doesn't matter. What happened in college doesn't matter. And I get that. And I would say, okay, we know who Bobby Slowick is. He comes from the Shanahan system. Baltimore has played two teams that run that same system, Mike McDaniel and the 49ers. Back on Christmas Day, Mike McDonald had the answer for both of those offenses. So he has shown that he can shut down the scheme. I think that matters a ton. I think this is a big step up in class for Stroud and this Texans offense mm-hmm. going on the road to play this defense. And if there's any little wind hanging around, we're seeing 15 to 20 miles per hour. Yep. That's going to hinder some of those deep shots Houston's been so effective with. So for me, I like Baltimore in this game at less than 10. Uh, I think it should be 10 or higher. Okay, I wanted to follow up here then with the Marlon Humphrey injury. He's out of this game. When he missed the first three games this year, he played against C.J. Stroud. They did. The Ravens did. C.J. Stroud's first ever start. Week two was Joe Burrow, not close to 100%. Week three was Anthony Richardson, third ever start. They allowed in those three games 184 yards per game to wide receivers, which over the full season would rank 31st in the NFL. So you're saying like the wind overall, McDonald as well, that's going to outweigh Humphrey being uh, out of this game? 
I, I think the familiarity, it's its going to be a huge loss. So there's no getting around that. There's no question. You don't have Humphrey back there. It's a big loss for sure. I think a couple things negate it. One, if there is the win, like you said, I think that that is going to impact deep balls for both sides. So I think that that's going to kind of narrow the game down offensive-wise. We're also, I think, for me personally, really leaning on the scheme of McDaniel and what that has done against these other offensive schemes that are so familiar. I think that matters a ton. And just the way that he is able to be so multiple with his coverages. When you look at the Ravens, dead split league-wide man zone coverage, he mixes it up so well. I think he can scheme around that loss. And so no question not having him out there is significant, but I, I really, really high on this Ravens defense this week. Yep, all great points. And it was phenomenal a phenomenal job last week, but Stroud did it against the worst defense in the league, at least on road games. Uh, how bad Cleveland's been on the road. Same thing in the night game, right? Love was awesome. They blew out Dallas, the public team. The dog's going to get support going against the one seed. What do you think of uh, San Francisco also laying almost 10? So I, I, it's a very similar handicap for me. I like San Francisco at less than 10 in this game. And it was another game that I was surprised to see open on the other side. And I can't help but think there's there's quite a big bump being given here for the Packers as there is the Texans based on what we saw them do last week. To me, the difference in last week's game was how Dan Quinn and the Cowboys were unwilling to adjust, which was pretty crazy to see. Green Bay ran a ton of plays from heavy personnel packages. Two Mm -hmm. tight ends or more on the field. Gave Love a little bit of extra time in the pocket. And then LaFleur, I mean, he just embarrassed Dan Quinn with some of his play calls and the routes that he was running. And the crazy thing was Dallas kept five, six defensive backs on the field for the majority of the game. Yeah. They did not adjust at all yep. to defend what Green Bay was having success with on offense. And the Packers just ran it on them all game. And so it was it was bizarre to me to see Dan Quinn in that game not do anything to adjust. I think it made the Packers offense look better than they are. And what I see as a big matchup disadvantage this week is if Green Bay is going to operate from those same personnel groupings, San Francisco's top five against all of it. One of the best linebacker coverage units in the entire NFL. If you get a situation where they're trying to do the similar, where they've had so much success this season, I don't think it is going to work nearly as much as it did last week. What's crucial here is San Francisco ends up getting the lead. I think, Paulie, you said pre-show, Shanahan said he's going to defer. We know LaFleur wants to get out and get the ball. He's been great on scripted plays early. Getting the lead is so vital for Green Bay because it keeps their ground game alive where San Francisco's a little bit vulnerable. If the 49ers get that early stop in the game, end up getting the score and Green Bay has to play catch up, they're not catching up. And so I think this early Mm. portion of the game is so vital. Uh, But for me, I still like San Francisco. How big is the Jair Alexander news that we get today on the injury report? And I'll tie that into your level of concern overall with Brock Purdy. Any time that I see a guy like Alexander labeled as hopeful to play, that's pretty concerning. We're seeing the Bills throw around hopeful quite a bit. Um, And so I I think that that's lending everything that is being said to make me believe he's less likely to play than he is likely. You're probably looking at a 60-40 no shot based on how everything's being worded right now. That news is going to be significant because if you take Alexander out, They already lost a big name at outside linebacker last week in the Dallas game. There's some pieces missing. You drop your top corner. You lose a little bit of run support. McCaffrey's going to have a monster game, and Purdy's going to be very comfortable in the pocket. Talking to Adam Chernoff, all the money. Paulie and Mitch Vieson, the Sports Betting Network. He's with the Simple Handicap Podcast. Does a great job. Follow him on X. We love talking to him every Friday during the football season. Professional sports better. Frank B. is concerned. You're concerned. We'll get the player perspective coming up with Mike Pritchard. What do you think of Ben Johnson with four scheduled interviews in the next two days? Isn't that crazy? Four interviews. I wish I knew what this had an impact on for these games where coordinators did this. I don't have an answer for it, and it's something that's pretty hard to go back and look at. But I'm going to be curious to hear what he has to say coming up after this, because I I saw that news and I'm like, how can you do four interviews within 48 hours of kickoff on Sunday? It has to matter somewhat. It's the biggest job of your life. Yep. I don't know what it entails time-wise, but man, I I think that that matters uh, when you have to do four of them within 48 hours of kickoff. Okay, Uh, I agree. Seven showed yesterday, back down to six and a half here at Circle. What do you think of the early game and Detroit? 
I like the Buccaneers getting the points. I think defensively what they do well, generate pressure, bring a lot of blitzes. I think that that can work against Jared Goff. The other thing they do very well, especially now that they're healthy, is defend the run. The Eagles may be a dead team. That's a very good offensive line up front. And the Buccaneers were pushing them around. And so if that takes away this run support that the Lions have had and working for them so well over the last couple of months, I think that's really going to hinder the Lions offense. And if Goff is forced to throw a little bit more, I think the Buccaneers can get pressure on him. On the other side, the Lions defense, probably the worst unit on the field offense or defense in this game. And you're asking me for, to bet on that defense to cover nearly a touchdown. Seems like too much to me in this spot. So I like the Buccaneers getting six and a half here. In these first three games, then uh, any player props that you like? Uh, I would look at Odell Beckham Jr. receiving yards over in that Baltimore game. He's in the low 30s. He's going to be the main guy for Baltimore in the pass game outside of Zay Flowers. I think that that price is going to be too short. McCaffrey numbers are all through the roof. But against that Joe Barry defense, I think McCaffrey can find a lot of success, too. So those are two guys that I would look at specifically. Okay, Uh, we have two minutes here in this segment. Do you want to hit the Bills Chiefs here or do you want to save it? Let's do it. Okay. Then it is, I'm looking right now at the screen. Bills are minus three, even money. Got to pay uh, the 20 cents, obviously, with the Chiefs at one spot here in town and nationally. That's at Caesars and William Hill. Two and a half other spots. Are you interested at all in the three? Uh, definitely interested in the three with Kansas City. Uh, it's been lingering two and a half, but if you can see yep. the three, got to take the Chiefs in this one. Uh, we saw them switch their offense before the Cincinnati game. There was a meeting done by the team. They switched around the offensive focus, simplified play calls. The emphasis has been getting out of the huddle very quickly, getting to the line of scrimmage with around 15 seconds left on the play clock. They've had their two quickest games snap per play in the last two weeks. They've also had two of their biggest offensive outputs. Last week against Miami, biggest offensive output in more than three months. I think that that matters a lot. I don't think that that's fully being accounted for in this game. And obviously the Miami injuries mattered a lot as it looks right now for Buffalo. My predictions would be Benford Bernard, as well as Rapp and Spectre both miss. So you're getting multiple key losses at the linebacker and defensive back level. And Kansas city is just going to the guys they trust Pacheco, Kelsey rice. All of those guys thrive over the middle of the field, and that's where the Bills are going to be hurt most. I saw Mason Rudolph all of a sudden look very comfortable in the pocket once those guys started going down. I think Mahomes looks the same. I think Kansas City offensively shows better. I have very few questions about their defense, and getting three points here on the road I think is too many going into Buffalo. Excellent breakdown. I want to ask you coming up next, too, about looking for player props because you've brought this up a couple of times on this show and other stuff that you do as well, looking for player props in games for some of these games and I gave up uh, gave out a couple of examples earlier in the show I'll run that by you and you're also going to rank the remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs and coaches that's coming up next year and follow the money it's VSIN the sports betting Let's network do it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including 
sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You got to check out the all-new vcin.com. We have a fresh look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, time is money in sports betting. And the site's pages have been built to load quickly. Check out the new vcin.com today. Any questions, vcin.com slash FAQ, vcin.com for any questions you have. A double shot of Adam Chernoff. Great to go over all these games here this weekend. Back to what we talked about, and is it a smokescreen with with uh, Shanahan about I'm going to defer if I win the toss. We know LaFleur wants the ball. A guy, a, a pro better you know, took three in the first quarter with Green Bay. Is that the better bet or no score first five minutes? The no score first five minutes is really interesting as we were talking about it. I think we're going to see one of two things from Shanahan. Obvious answer. But the question is, after these deferred comments, is it a smokescreen and he's going to take the ball and just run it down the field with McCaffrey? Or is that just him saying that he really trusts his defense in this matchup? because he's so familiar with LaFleur and the offensive scheme that the Packers run that he knows that he has the advantage and that's really going to upset what the Packers are doing. And so on one hand, I agree with the pro that I know that took the Packers plus three in that this is probably not accounted for in the first quarter markets. But on the other hand, I, I don't think that Shanahan is naive enough of a coach that he just came out and said that without knowing mm. just how slanted things have been for the Packers in the first quarter and how much that matters to LaFleur in this offense. And so I would tend to lean with the better coach here and think Shanahan has something planned. Okay, so I brought this up before you came on, uh, and these are kind of difficult to find, although they are becoming uh, more available as time goes on here. And that is live in-play wagering with player props. And you've talked about this on this show going back now several weeks. A couple of examples I brought up. Like if the, if the Niners game gets completely out of control and they're winning that game, you know, the McCaffrey angle with rushing attempts might be something. But also I would look at maybe backup running backs there to get some attempts or maybe anytime touchdown for like a Mitchell or maybe even a Mason. Um, another thing would be obviously the love passing attempts over. But the, the Buccaneers-Lions game might be the best example and that would be if either one of those teams gets up 14 points, whatever that number is, on paper, it's going to be a struggle for both offenses to run the ball. That, to me, says i got to be on the team that's down, either Goff or Mayfield, betting attempts, completions, yards, over all of it in play. What say you? Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think a couple things that are important. And like I, I, I love some in-play props. I, I really enjoy betting it. I hope it's something that becomes more widely available. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's so many good projection sites out there. Have a projection number pregame for the guys that you think you might be looking at. Just have it in the back of your mind because that's going to matter a ton. Second is going to be thinking about how the game state is playing out. Just kind of get in your mind the tendencies of these teams. If they're trailing, they go super pass heavy. If they're leading, they go super run heavy. That's really important too. Something I would say for teams that are trailing to watch out for, especially if it's late in the first half or late in the second half, you see a lot of defenses going to off coverage. That allows for a lot of check down opportunities to running backs. Saw the Eagles 
against the Buccaneers yeah. down a ton. They got Swift involved. That's typically for those running back receiving props that so many people like to bet. Late in halves when there's a deficit, that's really when you see guys start to stand out and get more involved out of the backfield. Something else I would say, too, is try to figure out who the two-minute drill guy is for each team. What I've noticed over this year, looking into it a lot more, is a lot of teams have a standout receiver that tends to be their big play option that they force targets to in the two-minute drill. And that can be extended out to the last like sort of drive of the half. But, uh, for example, I'll go to my, my favorite team, the New York Jets. Garrett Wilson, in those situations, his target share jumped to 40-plus percent, mm. where it was high 20s for the season. Every team has one of those guys that they really rely on. And so watch out for that as well. A lot of fun angles to look at. Mitch, I agree with you in the Detroit-Tampa Bay game. There's been a lot of sentiment for Rashad White under yep. from other professionals in his rushing attempts this week just because it's expected that the Buccaneers are going to be trailing. That's going to mean Baker Mayfield's throwing a lot more passes. So as that may play out, you might want to look at Mayfield attempts. A uh, lot of different ways you can take it. Sort of tough to talk pregame about what to expect because you got to wait for the scores to play out, but mm -hmm. it's a very fun market to look at. No, that's great. And uh, I'm like you. I hope more books are going to start to offer this and it becomes where you can bet all this stuff here down the road. I think we'll get there at some point. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Adam Chernoff, we tried to do this earlier in the week. We ranked our best remaining coaches in order from one through eight in the playoffs and quarterbacks. I found the quarterbacks much more difficult than the coaches uh, because, like, how much weight do you put in this year compared to previous years, success they've had going back three, four, five years now? How did you look at it, and how did you rank the quarterbacks? Okay, do you want me to go rapid fire and throw them off, or do you want me? To, how do you want me to reveal it? You, you can go reverse order and give us a nugget on each one if you'd like. Okay, so I went looking at things right now. If I was in the position of building a team looking five years out, and I put the five-year cap so it doesn't impact any age, we get what we get. So reverse order from eight to one, Baker Mayfield, number eight. I think we're, we kind of know what Mayfield is at this point compared to the other quarterbacks in the playoffs. Just doesn't have the same resume, nor do I think the same potential. Jared Goff, number seven, another guy. I think we know what he is at this point. He's benefited from two of the best offensive play callers during his tenure with the Rams and now with the Lions that have elevated him up in a big way. I think he's a, a, a firm number seven. Stroud and Love would be six and five. I put Stroud behind Love only because Stroud has had the benefit of playing some very easy defenses in a very easy division for the duration of the season. I think what Love has done, as well as the experience sitting for a few years and learning in this offensive system, I think that that matters a little bit more. Uh, both amazing quarterbacks that have done great. I would have them six and five. I have Purdy at four. This was the hardest one to rank mm -hmm. of all the quarterbacks and the coaches. I think you can make a case that he's four. I think you could probably make a case that he could be as low as seven. I'll put him in at four just because he's had some amazing games this season, albeit also aided in a big way by the scheme. And then it's Lamar, Allen, and Mahomes, three, two, one. I think Lamar annually is one of the most underrated quarterbacks. He always gets criticized for his pocket passing. This year when he's kept in the pocket, He's eighth in passer rating. So you have a choice when you're defending him. You try to keep him in the pocket, the old school mentality. You're getting a very good pocket passer throwing against you. If you're unable to keep contain, you get one of the most athletic players in the entire league that's burning you. I think he's always underrated. Allen, you can criticize the interceptions. But when you look at how costly those interceptions have been in terms of EPA lost per interception thrown, Allen's right around 13th for the season. And so there's been a lot of long down and distance throws into the end zone. They look much worse and much more penal than they actually are. And then number one, easy decision with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Okay. Tough. Every it's fascinating. Every guy on there is a first round pick, but Purdy and every guy's under 30. So uh, how did you, you're a jet fan. You got bowls eight. How'd you look at it for coaches? I thought coaches were really easy. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Bowles is number eight. He's as predictable as they come, has done the same thing for 20 years. It's the same guy every single time with the game plan. We know what he is. I have D'Amico Ryan seven, and that may draw some oohs and ahs because he's maybe going to be in line for coach of the year. I think that when you look at the aggression and the pass rate over expectation and what Ryan's has potentially limited this Texans offense to at times, 
with how much they focused on running the ball and being so conservative in yeah. spots, I think it makes him a little bit of a phony in terms of the sharp play calling he gets appeased for. I think that's more Bobby Slowick than anything else. I got McDermott at six, defensive guy who's meddled in the offense for a number of years. Yeah. I think held back the Bills at times, some late game play calling. You look at the 21 sec or the 13 second game, whatever it was yep. against Kansas City. I think there's more mistakes you can look at that he's made than he deserves to get high praise for in that spot. I'll go Campbell uh, next. I think he's a guy that's really impressed the last couple of years. I've changed my tune on him. One of the few guys that gets criticized for being too aggressive, which I think is a great thing in 2023. I'll go LaFleur at four, showed he can do it with Rodgers, showing he can do it with Love and a very young team. He's a great offensive mind. I'd have him at four. Then I go Harbaugh, Shanahan, and Reed. I think Harbaugh, every single year, he's prepared for every game. He's always prepared press conferences when he's in media, mm -hmm. speaks like a, he's a great analytical mind, has a fantastic coaching staff around him. Uh, I think that can't be discounted. Uh, I have him at three, Shanahan two, uh, the best play caller of our era, uh, next to Andy Reid, yep. uh, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL history. I think that he's he's a firm number two, and it's an easy decision with Andy Reid at number one, uh, as good of a play designer, play caller, game planner, offensive mind that we've seen, at least in my lifetime. Um, easy number one decision, especially with the Super Bowl success, too. Great, great stuff. Love having you on. Best of luck this weekend. Are you on your way to Buffalo? Is that correct? Heading to Buffalo. Going to be, hopefully, a game to remember, for sure. Wow. I saw them play a couple years ago in Kansas City and looking forward to this one. So awesome, it's a man. stormy ride to Buffalo, but we'll get there. Enjoy it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. Yep. And, a, and a great call to take Bill's futures when they were 6-6. Six and yep. Six. Yep. Mike Pritchard on the show up next, playing the league for 10 years. Ben Johnson interviewing for four jobs today and tomorrow. How big of a deal is that? DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. New customers can bet $5 on any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app now. Get up there, Vermont. Use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas, incredible props, everything you want. The crown is yours at DraftKings. Our friend Mike Pritchard joins us now. From the network, does a great job. Played uh, nine years in the NFL. First round pick, MVP team of the championship team at Colorado. Kind enough to get up early. We have to lean on you here. Thanks for coming on. How big of a deal is this that Ben Johnson has four interviews in the next two days? Well, it's a big deal. And great to be with you guys as well. It's a big deal because, you know, these, these coaching opportunities, uh, they don't come that often. Uh, and, and certainly if you are in this wave of coaching hires, uh, you want to put your best foot forward. So you're, you're definitely trying to do that. Um, you know, we talked off air a little bit about Eric Bieniemy, right? I mean, how many coaching cycles has he been involved in? And certainly how many times has he been interviewed for head coaching situations, but not being able to get it. Mm -hmm. But yet, you know, Eric, uh, you know, doing his job and certainly with the combination of him and Andy Reid, they were able to put together a game plan and, and not be distracted. And okay, let's go on and win a Super Bowl. You know, these guys are younger, though. Uh, these guys are in these coaching cycles and these coaching hires, and they're trying to put their best foot forward. Absolutely, for advancement in their career, they're going to do that. Now, can they manage the game planning, uh, the important week that they have, the preparation, the attention to detail, uh, and to make sure that this game plan is solid? Can they imagine that? Uh, and then also, uh, on game day, can they call the game of their lives? And uh, that, that's going to be a tall order. That, that's something different. Uh, I think this time around for these guys. Well, because you know Eric Bieniemy as well as you do, obviously going back 30 plus years to your days at Colorado, right. and he's been through this process, you know, so many times now. Uh, has he told you before, like how long does one interview take with a certain team? Are we talking like 30 minutes via Zoom, or is it an hour? Is it two hours? And then you 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 hit it out of the park there. Who knows how many opportunities you're going to have? So the thought is here. Wait a second, I'm a coordinator right now, which is great. I can become a head coach. I have to nail this out. I got to hit a home run yep. with this interview. So I got to be studying for that thing. Maybe even yes. more, put more time into this than I am for the game plan this week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, who knows how long these interviews go? I, I think uh, if you're a team and you know, these guys are in the playoffs, you're, you're, you're going to be cognizant of their time, right? You're, you're not going to 
you're not gonna multi. You're not gonna take advantage of that situation because you know these guys are trying to prep for one of the biggest games of their lives right now. Especially, you know, think about Slowick, think about Ben Johnson, like you mentioned. But um, yeah, the process is 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 the process. I mean, I think from a distraction standpoint, I'm trying to put my shoes in uh, into their shoes in terms of as a player. You know, media distractions or family distractions or or whatever distractions you can come up with. I mean, that's gonna happen uh, until game day, right? Uh, but can these guys handle it? I mean, that that's the insight that I want to know. Uh, what's the experiencing uh, experience of handling these type of uh, distractions? Uh, is, is there a think tank too? Like when Eric doesn't call the plays, you got Andy Reid calling the plays, right? You know, who's calling the plays up in Detroit if Ben Johnson doesn't have it? And, uh, you know, Mike Holmgren, the same thing. If he wasn't calling plays, Mike Sherman was calling plays. I mean, you, you had guys in place to kind of take over uh, if the play caller wasn't on top of their game. And I want to know that about Detroit. I, I want to know that about Slowick and, and certainly Houston uh, and these yeah. situations with it's, these coaches trying to be distracted yeah. uh, with these interviews along the way. Aaron Glenn's got two of them as well. That's another right. one. And I've thought about this all week, and I've gone back and forth. Is Detroit more likely to have a letdown and everyone's celebrating them, what's going on there, and they're getting stopped to pulling their cars over and people thanking them and hugging them? Or, <laughs> or is the pressure off? They beat Stafford. They can relax now, and they can come out and play loose now that they've exercised the demons and finally won a playoff game. Yeah, you know, Paulie, uh, playing in the divisional round, there, there's no playing loose, man. Everything's tight out there. Um, we played Washington in a regular season, uh, and they blew our doors off. Right. Uh, and then when we get to the postseason playing Washington again at RFK uh, and they destroyed us again, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it, if you're better than the other team, you're better than the other team. If you can execute better then then you're going to win. Right. I mean, that's what it boils down to at this point. Uh, I, I think everybody's going to feel the nerves. You're the only game on, you know, it's the playoffs. It's to show us it's a new season. Uh, and McCarthy and, and other coaches or other teams like that, they don't understand that it's not the extension of the regular season. This is an entirely new season when everything that you've done all year long is exposed right now. So you have to be different and your playmakers have to step up. For me, making bets uh, this week or this weekend, it's all about who has the playmakers that can step up and, and certainly be consistent on what they established last week. Is it too many points then for the Lions to be laying here? Six and a half? I, yeah, Mitch, I, I think so, because I'm, I'm looking at um, uh, Tampa on that side. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, Todd Bowles throwing the kitchen sink uh, at, at uh, Jared Goff, mm-hmm. and, and we know what he's like under pressure. Um, it, it's a great offensive line, though. Uh, you know, just going over some numbers, uh, Jared Goff was, what, sacked, what, 30 times? I mean, their red zone is, is incredible percentage, over 60%. That's what you want to be in terms of scoring touchdowns. Uh, and that's what we focus in on as players. We got to be over 60% in the red zone scoring touchdowns. If, if we can do that, you know, we got a great chance of not only making the playoffs, but making a run. Uh, and then they scored 41 touchdowns too. So I think the defense is what I question right now uh, because you have Baker Mayfield playing his best football that he's played in a long, long time. Uh, a little nervous about the sack total uh, and the lack of protection at times, the lack of strong, strong running game for Tampa, but if Todd Bowles can create some turnovers, which I think Tampa needs to do, uh, then mm-hmm. that's when this game gets uh, very, very interesting to me. Why do you like Kansas City? Well, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Josh Allen and everybody, everybody's making a big deal of being at home, and, and, and I get that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, though, uh, if this playoff, if these playoffs are about the quarterback, which I think they are, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, what, 77, no, 74 and 22 in his career. And now Josh Allen, 63 and 30, which is unbelievable too. But who has the better defense, right? Um, and, and you know that saying that people say all the time, and defense wins championships and all that. The only reason why that's true is because we have limited an- amount of plays in the playoffs and we have fewer possessions, right? And in every situation, Michael Lombardi has talked about this, every situational situation in a game uh, is vital. Uh, and who's going to handle that best? Who's going to move the ball in third down? Who's going to convert in short yardage? Uh, who's going to uh, convert in red zone in terms of touchdowns? All the all the situational football aspects of, of, of the game, they're heightened, right? And I just think Kansas City has a chance to, to handle that better. 
Uh, and, and I think the experience of Patrick Mahomes will allow that to prevail in this one. Okay. Do you give either dog a puncher's chance tomorrow? Packers Ooh. or in the early um, game, the Texans? You know, the Texans are intriguing because CJ Stroud. I don't, I don't think people have understood or comprehended um, how great CJ Stroud has been this year. Uh, and on top of that, how great D'Amico Ryans has been mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, first time ever you had a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback won a division. Uh, and, you know, I, I know they're up against Baltimore and Baltimore's got a new offense. Baltimore has a quarterback that uh, has not played in this game or this, these type of situations in a while uh, and certainly hasn't played at a high level. So I, I think mentally, if they can even out that game, they, they are overmatched. Baltimore's roster uh, is incredible. They're overmatched that way. Uh, but if there's a puncher's chance, it, it's Houston to kind of disrupt Baltimore a little bit. Okay. Right. Yep. Is it over for Alabama? They just lo- they lost another guy, five star recruit, entered the portal. Yeah, Polly, I'm glad you asked this question because you know I I was reluctant about talking about this because I don't know if I'm gonna get heat or not, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's who enjoyed the 14 playoff more than Alabama, right? Uh, nobody because they hit they had the most appearances, um, certainly the most championships, and I don't, I don't want to diminish Nick Saban at all because he's a he's a goat. But if you talk about the structure of uh, the playoff system or the four-team system uh, and ESPN owning the playoff, it was all about Alabama in my mind. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if Alabama was Florida State and Alabama lost their uh, back their, their starting quarterback and, and yet they won uh, their conference championship, they would have been in the playoffs, of right? Of course. <laughs> of course. So, uh, and then all of a sudden, Nick Saban has an exclusive interview as, after he retires uh, on ESPN uh, with Mr. Nohawk himself, Reese Davis, right? Uh, you know, so that's the inside joke. Nobody, Reese Davis doesn't know about what the hawk is. I, I, I remember this. That. I was with you, you years that? ago. The Absolutely. hawk. Yeah. 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 Can like, you explain uh, quickly what it is? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like Link. <laughs> let, okay. a, let a naysayer know. <laughs> I asked him, we were in Baltimore, right? And I asked him about um, the cold weather and the hawk off the, uh, off the wind, off the, off the water. And he was like, the hawk, what is the hawk? You know how he talks, right? I mean, it's kind of like a letter day, Sarah. No, and I thought about that when he when he said that on tape on air. But um, no, it's yeah, I think Alabama uh, it's over because you can't recruit like Nick Saban did in that area of the country. I don't care who you are. DeBoer is a great coach, but my goodness, um, those athletes are going to look elsewhere. All right, Pritch. Great great stuff, man. Uh, Good luck this weekend. (laughs) Enjoy the games. Thank you for the time. Hey, all right. No problem, guys. Good morning. He mentioned something I thought that was a key comparison there that he brought up with Ben Johnson interviewing. I'll uh, point that out along with in-pocket plays, what we're betting coming up next here on VEASAN. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's, unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. All right, like Chernoff said, we're running out of games. And as James Hetfield says, sad but true. But this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm with you and Sal. This is the best weekend of the year with these four games. And the heavyweights coming off the bye. And then all the great stories here with Tampa, Houston, Love and the Packers. Tampa plus six. It touched seven here yesterday. Now six and a half. Really like Tampa here. Eight and one ATS this year on the road. And this whole Johnson Glenn stuff with all the interviews. More we'll add on, on to that coming up. Every team to score a touchdown. Yes, minus two dollars. Jordan Love, no interception, plus one twenty-five. C.J. Stroud, no interception, plus 125. Pat Mahomes, no interception, minus 110. League one tomorrow. Peterborough United, Shrewsbury Town over. 12 of the last 13 Peterborough matches have gone over two and a half. Let's do it again. Adding even more. Uh, will, Will there be points in every quarter of every game this weekend? Yes, plus 105. Wow. We will not have a scoreless quarter. Oh, okay. Too much firepower. No scoreless quarter. Chiefs. I'll book that for you. Okay. You you think the price is dumb? You don't like the price? No, I think we're going to have a scoreless quarter. Okay. Chiefs are now showing three minus 120 at Caesars and William Hill. I'll take the Chiefs plus three. Very concerned about the injuries with Buffalo and Josh Allen. And I'm not saying this is going to win. But it's, it's mispriced. It's way too high. Will Hardy, coach of the Jazz, coach of the year, 25 to 1. Right now, they're in the play-in. They're 22 and 21. Golden State's a mess. The Rockets are going to fall out. They have a better record than the Lakers. If they make the playoffs, no one expected anything. Now, do they keep everyone at the deadline? I don't know. But that's the thing about Danny Ainge. He could throw you a curveball and maybe add pieces. You never know. Guy's a great coach. He's doing a great job. It's going to be hard to overcome uh, Finch in Minnesota and Dagno in in OKC because they're going to win a lot of games and Minnesota might get the one seed. But if they can get like the six or the seven, it's it's too high. 25 to one Will Hardy coach of the year. There you go. They lost last night for the yep. first time yep. in seven games. Yep. Stepped a six-game. They've been on fire. OKC with a nice performance. Yeah, that OKC had to have that yep. It's because it's a crazy West Coast road trip for them. And uh, they were favored by – that number came down, by the way, a little bit. And then I saw four down to three, and Shea was awesome last night. They won the game up. NHL last night, Predators, money line plus 136 when we grabbed it during the show yesterday. That was a nice winner last night in hockey. Here's what we're going with this weekend as we move forward a bunch of bets. We've broken this down now twice in the last two days. Josh Allen to throw an INT, yes, minus 109, as high as minus 130. Shop around, better prices are out there. Again, he's 14-4 and to the over this year. I broke down all the turnover-worthy plays from him. It's who he is. It's what he does. Um, The Chiefs, though, only eight INTs on the season, but I think he'll be... Putting that ball in spots where the Chiefs can uh, pick it off this weekend. K. Dotton over 20 and a half receiving yards broke this one down. Going back, the tight ends 
that the Lions have allowed that many receiving yards to over the last five games. Some of the names, incredible. And two teams have had two different tight ends hit this number in the last four weeks. And only six other catches have gone to tight ends not named K-Dot in the entire year for the Buccaneers. Like him over 28 and a half. This ties into Baker Mayfield. I played an alternate passing yards prop with him. 275 yards plus at plus 148. I think Kelsey's going to eat this weekend, specifically due to the injuries on that Bills defense. Adam Chernoff, great breakdown 40 minutes ago, saying which guys he expects to miss for Buffalo. If that all comes in, old Mr. Reliable here. And Kelsey has great numbers against the Buffalo Bills going back every time they played. Available over 16 and a half minus 125. I played an alt number with him, 70 plus receiving yards at plus 132. Buccaneers plus the six and a half against the Lions. I think this Lions defense, I know people, you've brought this up a couple of times. The Buccaneers down the stretch couldn't score until late against the Saints, did nothing against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Also, Baker was banged up, yep. certainly in that Panthers game. But to me, the Lions defense is closer to the Eagles and the Packers defense that Baker shredded at Lambeau a few weeks ago than than they are to the Saints or the Panthers. And uh, this team looked great last week. I get it. The Eagles quit, maybe laid down in that game specifically when it was over with. But Lions defense, no great shake. Should have lost last weekend to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. So I'm on the Buccaneers plus the points in that game. And I think uh, that's all she wrote. Yep, I think it's a 24-21 final. That Detroit game. With an under, huh? Yes. Now, I'd like to tell you to wait until it gets to seven. I don't know if it's going to get there again. So, evidently, yeah. touch seven here last night at Circa for a little while. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. Expert analysis, latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free. VSIN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Mike was excellent also on the Alabama talk. Uh, Alabama could. I think, I, I'm surprised this is happening. Because Saban said, I'm still going to be involved. I'm going to have an office. I'm going to talk to you guys. And they're leaving left and right. I am also surprised that the offensive players are leaving. With the Boers offense, you're going to put up ridiculous numbers. But they're saying it's Saban, and I want right. out of here. And That's the reason why they went there. That's the bidding. Be- yeah, let the uh, insanity begin. Take care of me, NIL. And I'm leaving. I, I, would, Bill, oh, I thought the, uh, the alums there at Alabama would have stepped their games up with the NIL money and said, don't leave. Here's more cash. No kidding. Right? Yeah. Kind of, uh, maybe DeBoer didn't expect that either. And Bill O'Brien is now the new OC at Ohio State. Right. Let me give you this. I just tweeted this out as well, at Mitch Moss Radio on X. Adam Burke does a tremendous job here for us at the network. Writing on the website, the shows that he pops on, um, his breakdown of Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. First of all, I did not realize... I don't even know how old she is. I didn't look it up. I didn't realize she was, she looks great for her age, whatever that number might be. I have no idea. But she did the national anthem at the national finals rodeo in 1974. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) We weren't even born yet. No. They clock it? 71 seconds. (laughs) These are on YouTube. Oh my God. Yeah, it's really low. It's just in like 88 seconds? Yeah, I think it opened up 84 and a half and it got shot up. Yeah. So that was... Long time ago, 71 seconds. Also, she came back in 1978. And uh, she last she dragged out the last note with Brave. And so it lasted about 20, 25 seconds longer than it could have. 80 seconds overall. I'll be the first to know. I got a guy on the inside. Well, more on that coming up in a second. Yeah. 1984 National Finals Rodeo. 78 seconds by Adam's count. Jeez. 1985 World Series Game 1. Uh, what a series. It's like Mike Ditka singing, take me out to the ball game. <laughs> it's seventh inning stretch. Uh, I know. Got, yeah, I want to. Okay. Let's get out of here. 65 seconds. What? I'm going to have to listen to that one. This can't be. So it's all over the map. She has other various uh, national Ooh. anthems that she's performed. There was one in 2017 that lasted about 80 seconds. That was at a Celebrity Hope softball game. Now, I don't... This is... Talking about the national anthem is very tricky for the Super Bowl. So I don't know how many people now have access to it. And I think the limits for this, too. For most people, it's been drastically cut down. I can't even say in half. I want to say that they're very small limits. Some people might have access to... Well, it gets out the day before. Sure. I mean, it used to be more early morning 
like Saturday, and now it's been Friday, and the information gets out when they do the dry run and everything. Now, this goes back. This was early on in the VEASAN days. You and I, same guy, right? Somebody on the inside would tell us, down to the second. We had it just nailed. And I said this on the air. I forget which year it was. What are they wearing? Are yep. they holding the mic? Is it on a stand? Everything. I had more on the national anthem prop for the Super Bowl than I bet on any individual game that entire year. And I, I was able to bet with nice limits, clearly. Alternate numbers as well were available. And I bet every single one of them as much as I could. I maxed out. And it came down, the national anthem, the exact second that we were given to that, that's exactly what it lasted. That was beautiful. And then the, that reporter like in Orlando went out, and while they're doing the rendition, yeah. he clocked yeah. it, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. what are you out. doing? Yep, school's out. You were going to say something about what Mike said about Ben Johnson. I could talk oh, about yes. this for an hour. Yes. Because the guy has to prep. It's the biggest interview of his life. These things could go two, three hours. He has to be ready for these four interviews. His, com- his comparison was Eric Bieniemy with the Chiefs. Well, how many times did they do that? Yeah. With Eric Bieniemy. That's right. That's right. Over the years, so they got used to I it. Got Andy and, Reed, right? and you got Andy Reid. And you got Andy Reid and you got Patrick Mahomes. So the Chiefs were just fine. This is the first year the Lions have done. They're going. And they're going back, too. Right, right. To win back-to-back playoff games first time since the 50s. To win right. a game in the playoffs. for So it's, it's maybe a totally different animal. You never know. It's bizarre. Yep. Solid week of shows. Uh, today flew by. If you miss any of it, you can search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. Crush it this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning at 7 a.m. See you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.